Imagine cybersecurity and all our career paths being expanded into space. As the space industry begins to expand, imagine us having more opportunities in that industry. That's what we talk about a little bit on this podcast. We also go into details about CCIs, STIGs, which is Security Technical Implementation Guides, and how those interact with Risk Management Framework 800 and CIS controls. Now, this is an older podcast um, that I did in 2020, but a lot of it is still relevant. Hope you enjoy this one. Test, test, audio test, audio test. All right, this is going to be a short one, I think. Welcome to Convo Courses. My name is Bruce. And I want to start off by um, addressing, you know, what's going on right now as far as the coronavirus and stuff. Uh, But we're going to dive into, we're going to keep it uh, to Convo Courses and cybersecurity stuff. But... I know there's a lot of stuff, negative stuff happening right now as far as the protests and um, coronavirus. We're looking at 100,000 people um, reported as having died from the coronavirus. We're looking at around the world, 6 million people infected, millions, a million at least in the U.S. And all this stuff's going on. And I want to, first of all, send condolences to to uh, the people who have passed away from the coronavirus and people who are suffering with it now. And if and if you happen to be out there protesting or anything like that, I mean, just, man, stay safe. Um, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. You know, it's, it's a pretty heavy subject, and uh, I don't normally address that kind of stuff on this channel. But I just want to address it and make sure every, everybody's being mindful. Stay safe out there. You know, this coronavirus stuff still going on. Take it serious. Um, at the very least, try to protect other people. You know what I mean? Um, the people who are most vulnerable to this to this stuff. So and that goes for uh, our justice system too. Like, let's try to protect those who are vulnerable to, to the injustices and stuff like that. Listen, let's jump right into it. There is positive stuff happening right now and i want to uh talk about that stuff that's that's occurring right now namely i don't know if you've been watching it but the recent astronauts coming from a commercial aircraft uh commercial space vehicle flying all the way up to the international space station and then linking up with it and then this right here is is really awesome because it opens up the private industry to start doing things like going to the moon uh with or without the government so that that's incredible and the reason why it's incredible for us for it people information system security people especially is because that really expands our industry the better the technology the technological field the industries and technology do the better the more opportunities for people like us who are IT people, people who are, are nerds, you know, people who are geeks, IT people. Uh, we get more job opportunities, um, an increase of salary, and, and the whole nine yards. So this is a really positive thing. And just to give you an idea of how positive this is, is that of, of since I've been out of the military, and actually in the military, I did some, some stuff for uh, operations that are that had to do with space 
But when I got out of the military, most of my jobs had to do with aerospace. Most of my jobs were with aerospace companies. So it's a huge industry and um, and it needs, especially it needs uh, security compliance. Like they have to follow a very strict methodology, right? And that's exactly what I do. And, and, and that's the stuff that I teach mostly. You know, and I'll branch out to other things like certifications or more technical in the weeds type stuff. But I just wanted to address like the reason why this is such a positive thing is that the more commercialized, the more accessible space and aerospace, low Earth orbits or even on the moon or Mars, the, the bigger and larger that industry gets, the more mark my words. Don't take my word for it. Just watch history. Watch what happens as that that industry expands. And we're on the moon, or we're on Mars, or we're on the wherever low Earth, Earth, Earth orbits. They're gonna, they're, more and more of these organizations are gonna crop up, and more of them are gonna have to hire people like you and I, IT people, and security compliance people. So that's it's a super positive thing. I know my my daughter had been up all night watching all the news about the the protests and the riots, and how in some cities it's going pretty bad. Uh, and she says, "Why are you watching this?" live feed of nasa you know <laughs> instead of don't you know what's going on i said hey you know um this might give us a way to get off earth <laughs> and she says yeah you know you have a good point about that <laughs> so i mean if you if you want to be pessimistic about it then this is this is a, an optimist spin is that this is a way eventually well just leave like you don't like it here you just go somewhere else <laughs> So yeah, I just want to bring that up. It's it's um something positive and and that's why I see any kind of of stuff about the the expansion of us in the space humans and the space is a positive thing cuz the industry is going to grow and uh the more the industry grows, the more opportunities there are for for us. Especially because it's it's private. That's even more opportunities for us. All right, so somebody asked me a question, and I want to address that. I don't want to make this one too long, but one of the things I wanted to address was, and I'll get to questions after this. I got somebody who just jumped on. Alice, how you doing? She says, uh, hi, um, can I send you my resume and for you to look at, please? May I have your email? So here's my email address. Uh, let me see if I can find my contact information let's just oh i see what happened all right give me there it is right there there's my email address that's the best way to contact me let's move this down a little bit move it move it down boom best way to contact me is right here if you happen to be have uh, purchased one of my courses then um i will definitely help you directly that's one of the perks of purchasing it purchasing it directly from combocourses.com is that I will help you. Um, I don't have any kind of consulting or side things going on right now. I'm pretty new to this thing, so I haven't gotten into paid consulting or anything like that. So you have the benefit of catching me early when I'm doing it a lot, some stuff for free. So yeah, you can send me your, your resume, particularly if you've bought one of my uh, courses uh, on combocourses.com. If you've done that, Please send me your resume. I will check it out. I sometimes I'll even rearrange it for you. I'll just make suggestions on the resume to say, here's what you should do. 
you know, here's some keywords you should consider and things like that. But if you're interested here, let me let me just show you guys something real quick. I think this is a really good course um, that I'm that I made a while ago, and I was super excited about it because this concept is something that's really helped me out over the years. Here's my here's combo courses right here, and I've I've got many different stuff like how to get in from scratch from cybersecurity. Um, and how to do risk management framework. I've got free stuff here, uh, but the one that that Alice is asking me about is this one right here, resume marketing. This one I'm excited about because this the techniques that I use here is exactly what has made me uh, be able to constantly get position uh, positions and constantly get opportunities. And I still, even during the pandemic, even during an economic downturn such as the one we're in now, and even in 2008, I was still continuously getting opportunities because of this, these techniques that I use here. So if you're considering getting into this and you want me to directly look at your resume, go ahead and check out the resume marketing for cybersecurity and IT. I don't just talk about cybersecurity, and it can also apply to you if you're in a different industry. Really, it can apply to anyone because the techniques absolutely work and if you want an idea of what I'm talking about it's building a profile it's researching it's finding keywords creating the resume I walk you through all this stuff and then I walk you through how what tools I use online from career jet monster and I also have something on interviewing and also um, uh, I will be adding more stuff to there that just like with all my courses I add continuously add as uh, as I find new things out or Something comes up, and I and this is a it's a really good thing for the course. I'll add it to to that course or, or or any relevant course that I'm talking about. So go ahead and check that out, and uh, let's get into control correlation identifier. Somebody's been asking me about it. This is the reason I have not talked about it because this is kind of uh, this one is a bit of a. This one's very specific to the De Department of Defense and DISA. So um, that's why it's kind of, it's, 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 it's out there. So I mean, it's very specific. <clears throat> but what is it? Let's just talk about what this is real quick. Let me just get rid of this information here. Give me a second. And I will be addressing questions after this, by the way. So just keep the questions coming in the, in the um, chat, and I will I'll get get to that. All right, so a CCI or a control correlation identifier provides a standard identifier and description for each of the singular actionable statements that comprise an information assurance IA control or IA practice. IA is just another word for security control. That's what the Department of Defense calls it. CCI, or Control Correlation Identifier, bridges the gap between high-level policy expression and low-level technical implementation. All right, I can explain this. And there's, there's a lot more here that it talks about here, but I can explain it in clear terms of what it means. What the CCI does is it's a code that identifies specific tasks that you have to do on Linux systems, on Windows systems, on servers, on databases, very specific things you do on each one of these operating systems. And it links 
these specific actions that you have to do to a risk management framework control, uh, to a security control. So I'll give you a specific, I'm gonna show you, first off, let me tell you what it is, and then I'm gonna show you uh, in greater detail what it is. And uh, I don't know how deep we'll go, but it'll, it should be very clear what a CCI is when we're done. All right, so first off, a specific example would be audit controls. Like let's say on you're on a Windows 2010 workstation and you've been tasked to turn on auditing on that system, meaning event logs. It's going to collect event logs for whenever somebody misauthenticates. They they type in their password wrong and it pops up as a nope, this is not your password. It will send an event it'll record an event on the system and that's the control that we have to turn on right well cci would be assigned a specific number like say cci 006-553 or whatever that specific tag uh will be identifying a, a a specific action which is turning on audit logs and that specific action ties to AU control one and AU control dash two. So now that might not make any sense if you've never done this before, but I'm going to show you uh, a more specific example, a couple examples. All right. Um, let me let me see if I can bring something up here. Got a couple of examples that I was just looking at. So bear with me. So this is stuff I downloaded from the site. If you want to learn more, I just I am on cyber.mil forward slash stigs forward slash CCI. That's where I'm at right here. So if you want to just Google, you can just Google uh, CCI stigs and you'll you'll find this right. So this is I'm on the this is one of this sites. That's where I'm at. I am and I downloaded some of the stuff from here, which is is not very helpful to be honest with you. It's not very helpful. Um, uh, right now, I'm looking for some examples that I actually had prepped. So just bear with me. Give me a second. And I will show you what I am talking about. Okay, here's one of them. So this is this is a... Um, this is... A system that uh, had a STIG viewer ran on it. And what I want to show you here, the relevant portion is this right here. This is a CCI. This right here. Can you, can you guys see that? Let me make sure you can see that. Okay, yeah, you can see it. I made it bigger. CCI 001812. And what is that, right? What's the re the reference tells us here? It's referring to a specific event that the STIG viewer. And okay, context. A STIG is a security technical implementation guide. What it does is it walks you through all the individual things that you have to do to secure a system. And the Department of Defense, along with some other departments within the federal government and even some state organizations, they have this breakdown of everything that you need for best practice to secure a system. Whether it's turning on audit logs, making sure you have multi-factor authentication, making sure it's in a secure area and physical has certain physical security making sure it has a policy 
making sure uh, you have GPOs turned on and you have you have a control over your shared files, network and file protocols, making sure you have certain encryption turned on and or updated. Though each one of those things, and there's th mil thousands and thousands of others, maybe millions of others, that are individual tasks on Windows, on Red Hat, on every operating system you can think of, it has security controls, right? And so what the Department of Defense does is they create these STIGs, Security Technical Implementation Guides, that breaks down all the tasks. And they made it so that it's, they made it easier for you to make like a, you can make a script that automatically goes through and fixes all that stuff for you. And they actually have some scripts that you can use to actually fix that stuff automatically. But this is a, you're looking at some stuff from an actual stig and it's the rule title the thing that it's trying to fix is on a windows 10 guy uh, system and it's for a windows installer will always install with elevated privileges this must be disabled so by default a windows system will automatically elevate privileges to uh to they're trying to make it easier more user friendly whenever you uh, install something so it just automatically gives elevated privileges but the problem is that's an that's something that can be exploited so the rule that the stig came up with best practice is to turn this off so when you turn when you turn the system on you installing it, it you got to go in there and turn it off okay so discussion standard user accounts must not be granted elevated privileges right because and the reason for that is you want least privilege. That what that means is um, AC. I'm not gonna remember AC five. I think it is. It's either AC five or AC six, and I don't, I don't remember which one it is. But it's the standard of least privilege, meaning you you only give users standard users, privileged users, operational users. You only give users what they need to do their job. You don't give them any more. So Windows by default, and even Linux does this, will give extra privileges that you don't necessarily need for this specific environment. Now, there may be instances where you, you can give more privileges. It just depends on the environment. But let's dive back into this. It says the standard user accounts must not be granted elevated privileges. Enable Windows installer to elevate privileges when installing applications can allow malicious persons or threat actors and applications to gain full control of the system. So if this thing is turned on, somebody with, mal with malicious intent might exploit it by, by granting, elevating their own privileges. Right, so we have to disable this thing. That's what they're telling us, and then they tell us specifically how to do it, where to go in the actual system to disable always install elevated privileges, and it's telling us to go to computer configuration, administrative uh, template, Windows component, Windows installer, and then disable always install with elevated privileges. I hope that makes sense. This right here, what everything I just read is a CCI. All right, now let's talk about how CCIs, this specific task on a specific system, links to NIST, um, NIST uh, 800 uh, security compliance controls. All right, here it is right here. This reference explains it. 
So first of all, it has a, it's a, it has a, a unique identifier. Every single CCI has a unique identifier. In this case, it's CCI001812. And what is it telling? Like in one sentence, it explains what it is. The information system prohibits user installation of software without explicit privileges, uh, privileged status. That's what it does. And it links to, in the references it tells you, it links to this. NIST 853, Rev 4, it's going to Rev 5 soon, CM 11.2. So CM is, is dealing with configuration management. Configuration management is dealing with, does our organization control the, the security posture of our, of our environment? In layman's terms, in layman's terms, what I'm saying is a CM control is having an inventory of everything that's on your network. Like, for example, in your own house, you know, you already know you've got three computers, right? Your kid has a computer, everybody has a cell phone, and you have a router down in the basement. That's it, right? If you suddenly were doing a scan on your network and you saw 15 other systems on your network, that would give you grounds to freak the hell out, right? Because <laughs> you don't know what's going on. So in the same way, an organization needs to know everything that's going on on their environment. They need to know what networking devices are on their network, all the nodes, what their IPs are, what systems they have, what vulnerabilities they have. They need to know all the software that's in their environment, right? They need to know if there's wireless, if there's other connections coming into their network. They need to know everything that's going on with their network, and that's where a CM control comes in. So CM is controlling your environment. That's all it is. Configuration management. Managing my configuration of my organization's systems because we have very important stuff going on. That's that's CM. And so they're saying that this CCI links to this CM11. So if we go down the list, let's see if there's anything else I can show. Okay. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually bring up a stig this is a STIG viewer right here. This is an application you can download for free. You go to DISA, DISA.mil, uh, or just Google uh, STIG viewer. And this is an automated, it's basically a little app that will grab all of the security uh, CCIs, everything you're supposed to do on a Windows system or on a Linux system or a Red Hat, whatever system, and says, okay, have you done these things, right? So that's what we're looking at here. So I've already taken the liberty to downloading a Windows 10 uh, security stig. And one of these days, I'm going to make a whole course out of how to, how to do this. This is something I've been doing a long time. So I know I definitely know how to do it. So here we go. Um, and I can explain, break all this stuff down. It's, it's pretty involved, um, especially if you're going through all these. So this right here, what you're looking at is a Windows... Um, okay, this is not showing me, us everything. So I'm going to make this a little smaller so you can see everything going on here. There you go. Hopefully that's clear to you. That's, well, okay. There we go right there. So right here, we're looking at Windows Stig. That, the last one I showed you was, an, was a screenshot. This is an actual Stig that I pulled down. Um, not from a client of mine or anything like that. <laughs> I would not show that. So just so we're clear, this is just a random stig that I downloaded from Dissa.mail, and then that's what we're looking at. This is generic. So uh, what I want to show you is 
this first CCI. This is CCI 000. Here's where I'm getting the number from right here. Uh, if you could see my cursor where my cursor is pointing, right, right there. <laughs> it's CCI 000366. Organization implements the security configuration settings. And what is it linked to? There's a few of them. CM6, CM6.1, uh, uh, and uh, CM6B. What are we doing? What we're doing is looking at the domain joined systems must use Windows 10 uh, Enterprise Edition 64 version. And it goes into deeper discussion on what what they're wanting want what they're wanting as far as how to meet this particular uh stig control and each one of these the way they break it down so okay let's let's do a little bit of a tour here there's a couple of numbers here that that i think you should know so let's look at this one right here this vulnerability id vulnerability id identifies each individual potential weakness of a system is saying that specifically the weakness uh, on this system is this is X right and and the rule name is attached to a WN Windows 10-00-00005 right and each each one of these vulnerability IDs attached to a specific weakness that has been detected that um, that needs to be addressed right and so you can manually go through each one of these so one of the things that you can do as an information system security officer one great tool you can use better than nothing is to run this stool this run this stig viewer and have your system by your side right you have your system right here you have your system here and you're looking at each individual item manually going through one by one by one to fix everything on your system. Another thing you can do is is run a, a script that fixes all these things automatically, right? And and I believe there's tools. I, I want to say that there's there's something called a, a SCC or a STIG checker software that, that uh, you can get from Department of Defense that that has something that will fix it. It'll scan your system. You you load it on your system, the affected system, uh, and then you scan. It'll scan and and see what stigs, what individual CCIs, what vulnerability IDs are not being met on your system. And then you would go through manually and fix every all those items. Now, there's a couple of different things here. How does this help you? Um, as an information system security officer, if you don't happen to be actually installing these things, how it helps you is that if you have the report from this thing, you'll be able to know, okay, when they did a scan, they found, let me just find a whole different CCI here that we can talk about. Something that's... So, let's say you're only doing documentation. You can take something like this, this scan, and you could, uh, this would be like an artifact or a bit of evidence s stating that this rule has been met. And how has the rule been met? You could say, right, right in here, it says uh, that first of all, it's 
a Windows Ink Workspace configuration. Uh, uh, sorry, a Workstation Ink Works Windows Ink Workspace configured, but disallowed access uh, above the lock, and it tells us how to secure it. Securing Windows Ink with uh, which contains application and features oriented towards uh, the pen, towards pen computing. I, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what this is. This is some, oh, pen, like the pen you enter into the system. Okay. 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 It's making more sense to me. So this is showing us how the scan, how, where it would be scanned at. Like wh what value is, would you be looking for? So it's saying that you would go into the registry back end of the system and then see if, if this was turned on. And if you're doing a scan, it would check for this item in the registry keys. That's what it's saying. That's how I'm understanding it. And it's saying the fix action is disable the convenience pin uh, sign-in. So we don't want you to be able to sign in with a pin because that's too easy to exploit. So here's how we fix that. That's that's what they're saying here, and it breaks it down exactly how you actually fix it. So as a, if you were doing the documentation for this, there's a couple things you could do. You could use this to explain what the weakness is. Let's say your organization didn't do it. You could use this to break down where we're not meeting specifically how uh, what's going on. Or if you wanted to prove that it that it's been fixed, you could go through and do a screenshot of what. Of, of this feature or if you were doing a scan you could run a scan and say look here it is right here the Windows 10 CC 0003885 has been met and that covers uh, CM7 right there CCM7 so and you could do that on many of these different items here that we have here and these go from they run the gamut from going this one CCSI16 uh, you got some AC IA controls you got different controls so it's telling you here in the CC uh, in this reference where these map to each one of the security controls and that's why it's super helpful you as an information system security officer if you happen to be one you're looking for how can I meet these security controls how can how does our organization meet this particular security control so this is just one way if you happen to have a windows system or a linux or whatever it is right because they have they have these for every kind of system all the main systems are 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 covered by the stigs you can use this information to figure out if you guys are meeting this particular control or if you're not meeting control and how to fix it so i, I hope that that makes sense um, I kind of feel like we, we kind of went overboard with it, but it, at some point what I would like to do is actually take a system and secure the system using the STIGs, using the SCC tools and everything, but that'll be a whole course because that, that, all that stuff takes a, a bit of time and set up and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually setting up some stuff on the back end here, but um, it's going to take me a while to set all that stuff up. So. If there's any questions, we can address those. But while you guys are coming up with questions, I would like to show you something else real quick. Uh, another very useful thing with mate, with having a matrix or having these individual vulnerability IDs and CC 
eyes and all these things or how they all come together is beautiful because there's something else where these same controls map to um, a more commercialized version of controls which is CIS benchmark controls these controls are used by a lot of private industry stuff private industries some banks and some other industries actually use these controls rather than the NIST controls.